Hey guys, it's Roz, your host on Recharge, Rebuild and Restore. Come join me at 7pm every Sunday to empower people from all walks of life with life lessons, shared stories, tricks and tips for life. Come follow me at R3NRoth. I write to find strength. I write to become the person that hides inside me. I write to light a way through the darkness of waters. I write to be seen and heard. I write to be here, to be near those I love. I write by accident, prompting purposefully and anywhere there is paper. I write because my heart speaks a different language that someone else needs to hear. I write the embarrassment of exposure. I write because hypocrites does not need answers. Rather, it needs questions to heal. I write myself out of nightmares. I write because I'm almost romantic <laughs> and demand a happy ending. I write to remember. I write knowing conversations don't always take place. I write because speaking can't be reread. I write to soothe a mind that races. I write because you can play on the page like a child left in alone in the sand. I write because my emotion belongs to the moon, high tides, low tides. I write knowing I would fall on my words, but no one would say it was for very long. I write because I want to paint the world the way I see love should be. I write to provide a legacy. I write to make sense out of senselessness. I write knowing I will be killed by my own words, stabbed by critics, crucified by both misunderstanding and understanding. I write for the haters, the lovers, the lonely, the brokenhearted, and the dreamers. I write one day someone will tell me that my emotion was not a waste of time. I write because Jesus loves stories. I write because one day I will be gone, but what I believe and I felt will live on. And this is taken by Shoshana L. Elder. Thank you for listening, guys. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome to Recharge, Rebuild, and Restored. R3 with me, Ross. Today, I am braced in the presence of a beautiful, amazing woman who is an author, a teacher, and also she has her own company where she helps people like me and anyone out there to publish a book. So then let us please take the great honor to welcome Miss Melinda to the podcast. Welcome, Melinda. Hi, thank you for having me on your podcast. Appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule because we tried for such a long time to get together and we couldn't. Yes, and we finally managed to find the day, which is awesome. Yeah, it's great. So please share with the audience some of your ventures and adventures over the years, podcasting, teaching, because you have so many things going on in your life right now. Okay. Um, so where would you like me to start with the writing? I don't or? know. You tell us all that you can share. We, um, we're excited to listen. Okay, thanks. Um, so basically, I've been writing since about uh, 2013. And mm. I've 
and I've published different uh, books over the years, collections of poetry, fiction novels, uh, a youth novel that uh, was nominated for the Quebec uh, Writers' Federation Youth Book of the wow. Year in 2013. And uh, then I went from there to uh, publishing anthologies and books for other people. And now I'm um, teaching people through workshops and things like that how to do what I did and, and start their own little company, uh, publishing their own books, which means they retain their royalties and, um, and things like that. Great. So that's awesome. So for example, if someone wants to publish a book, they can just um, connect with you and you can walk them through all the different steps, correct? Yes, if anyone's interested, they can go to my website, melindacochranauthor.com, and I have different programs for people that may be interested in writing their own book or publishing. Okay, great. So I also tell you, have, you had a podcast. What, make you, what made you um, pursue a podcast? For myself, the podcast was really about uh, speaking in public, getting over that kind of awkwardness. And also at the time I was, I was going through divorce, you know, things like that. And I wanted to find something just to focus on and, and put attention on. And I got to meet a lot of, uh, or talk to a lot of great people through the podcast. And now I've kind of put that on hold a little bit. And I'm focusing on other things, especially my own writing, because I've published so many uh, people over the years that I kind of forgot that I was a writer as well along the way. Okay, okay. so uh, how many books have you published so far? I've published about eight of my own and mm -hmm. two anthologies that I just, it was an idea that I came up with when I was teaching because right. I noticed there were not a lot of poetry books. So I developed a series called The Inspired Heart for Teens, which was originally uh, just a general kind of anthology for anyone to read. Right. But I, I kind of went that way because I felt that was kind of a passion of mine to teach young mm -hmm. people the beauty of poetry and writing. So did lots of the young people pursue that as well and write lots of poems with you or, or by themselves and end up doing it on their own after a while? Well, the beautiful thing about learning how to create a company and, and doing both routes as far as publishing, traditional route of publishing, and then um, creating my own company to do it, was that I was able to take all of these things and uh, bring it back into my classroom and teach young people how to do it as well. So it was kind of... Um, a, bless, a blessing in the sense that I could serve the, the young writers at, at my school and teach them uh, all about writing and about publishing their own books as well. Mm. And is this program still affected right now or is it on hold as well? Uh, no, this, prog this program is basically... I, I've I created a writer's room at, this, at the school, like a course, but now I just... You know, every year I, I create a, a book for, for the students that I have or any student that's interested in writing. I kind of mentor them. So I just it's it's something that I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about learning and education and mm -hmm. writing and right. and business. So I, I bring it back as a service to, to the students I teach. 
right? So you give them a whole package so they can um, involve themselves and fly the wings and become whatever they choose to if they want to become an author in the end, really. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So I, but I've also published, you know, people all over the world, um, right. not just not just young people, but mm-hmm. uh, different people in the anthologies that I created. I think about, I think overall, I've published about 200 people. And, and then there were individual collections that I helped people publish and get started on their writing as well. Okay, well, that sounds interesting. But I have to go back to a question that you just said that you have um, with a podcast, it helped you a lot. So who was the most influential people you have interviewed over the past year, seeing that you were you had a podcast before? I think the most uh, powerful or experience for me or a dream that came true was interviewing Maya Angelou. And wow, awesome. Yeah, I was lucky. I was lucky How enough were you to able to land that. I did the research. I kind of looked up Miss um, Clay, which who is kind of the person that um, handles her media. I guess that's what mm-hmm. you, you call her. Um, right. Uh, publicist, I guess. I, I don't know publicist, if that's what. Yes. Right. Yeah, I don't know if that's her exact title, but I looked her up and then I just sent an email, an honest kind of email that I, I really loved her as a writer. She was my favorite writer. And the funny mm-hmm. thing is, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in making your dreams come true. Amen. And I had um, spoken to somebody and I told them that one day I'm just going to get to speak to her or meet her somehow. And I was so fortunate to interview her because two months, I think two months after she passed away, it wasn't long wow. after. Yeah. Wow. That is incredible. That is amazing. Wow. Look at that. You, you put it out to the universe and the universe give it back to you. Yeah. You know, you just put it out there and you, and if you try and, and you do your best and you, and you just go for it and, and not be fearful about asking and right. doing things, then, then you'll be able to, uh, make your dreams come true in most cases <laughs> yes that's the biggest thing for me too i'm not afraid to, don't be afraid to ask i always say no question is a stupid question and don't afraid to talk about anything because you never know who will be listening absolutely absolutely, absolutely. i agree so, so now that you're doing all this then tell the audience your current business you're doing right now you're doing something even more current than before so right now i've shifted from publishing independent authors Mm-hmm. to um, publishing anthology. So that's my publishing business. And right. it's called, uh, I've changed, even changed the name. It's, it's uh, Melinda Cochran's Inspired Books. Okay. And I'm doing workshops and speaking. And also I just completed a certification as a paralegal. And it right. kind of ties back. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I decided during COVID that I wasn't just going to you know, waste the time or the gift of time, I was going to use it to complete some other dreams. Mm. Well, then you are, you are well, a well full package, I must say, a full package. So then I was just about to ask the question about the pandemic. Um, how was your business able to survive? And what effect did it have during the COVID? Because seeing that you use a writer and a publisher, and um, how was that able to to be in the best in, effective for you or it was less affected with COVID? So basically for my business, most of, of what I do is online. 
you know, mm-hmm. so um, I think the difference was I wasn't able to, to meet people and things, mm-hmm. but I've learned over uh, the years how to create workshops online, uh, how to put the resources there to, to teach people and my books, you know, they all sell from my website. That's another thing that I do that's part of my business. I created my own website and I sell mm-hmm. my books from there. Mm-hmm. So it didn't, it didn't change a lot as far as what I, what I've been doing. Other right. than my focus has shifted to just my books as far as publishing. But my goal really now with my company is to teach people and serve people in the way that I want to show them how to do what I, I did, which is basically how to, how to write a manuscript, how to complete it, do layout uh, for their own book, how to find the resources so I teach them the resources and finding covers and then Mm -hmm. becoming their own independent publisher themselves that's that's my goal to empower as many people as I can in that way because I feel I've I've kind of done that and now I would really love to just simply teach other people uh what I've what I've done so so what 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 is your why or your motivation behind your business what is the why my why is to empower uh, people to, to follow their dreams, but in particular in writing, that they own the rights to their book, and mm-hmm. in, in that they also own their royalties, but also to teach people the power of ownership, owning your own company, and having the ability to simply write books and publish them without asking permission from anyone. And in particular, I think one of the the joys as a woman is empowering other women as well to do the, to do the same. And that's why you're empowering me right now. That's right, Miss Moody. So that being said, then, um, how is your business serving your community? How is it serving the community? Serving the community, I, I hope, you know, I, I hate talking about myself, but I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. It's, it's serving people in the sense that I'm trying to show people that writing is a beautiful place, not only to create, but also to heal and to find a space to put, um, you know, just to, to see it as a place of productivity rather than uh, just dwelling on the negative. And I, I guess I'll use an example. Um, for example, when I had cancer, instead of just simply dwelling on it, I wrote a book. And that is my, my, my true passion is to teach people that, you know, writing is a place where you recover, where you heal and where you make your dreams come true because for Mm -hmm. myself like the writing Mm -hmm. just spinned off to to meeting incredible people including yourself all right (laughs) well i'm I'm so happy i met you and we have so much to talk about that but we wouldn't talk online with that we'll talk out of line (laughs) (laughs) things because going back going back when you talked about motivating women right or the community in a hold say for example someone comes to you and you don't know where to start to write or what to do how would you be able to navigate a person or guide a person to say, you know what, because there's a dummy to writing because sometimes somebody, someone could say to them, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't, you don't say it the right way. You don't write it the right way. It doesn't form the right way. So it's not for you because right. Some, because some people are more gifted than others in certain things. So for example, for writing and whereas someone will come in naive, but they have so much they want to say, 
but they don't know how to express it. How would you be able to guide a person so they could be able to go and have their own company or publish their own book or have the right to do whatever they want? How would you be able to do that for them? I think, first of all, I, I believe that everyone can write. Maybe that's where I'm <laughs> fundamentally different. I, I believe that everyone has a story to tell yes. and that n- no one can really tell you that you can't tell your story. And as far as starting with the writing process, you just start and then you get people around you, you get editors that help you along the way. But as far as writing a book, everyone can write, everyone can write a book, everyone has a story to tell. If you have a story to tell, you can write the book that goes with it. That's my belief. Well, that's why I like Miss Melinda. Everyone (laughs) have a story to tell, no matter who you are, what you are, what you think you may not be in someone mm-hmm. else's eyes or in someone else's space, but you know that everybody has a story and is, everyone is allowed to share the story in different ways and forms. Everybody's story is important. Everybody's story will serve somebody, even if it's one person. Wow. That is, please repeat it one more time. Your story is powerful and it will, and it's meant to serve others in some way. And it doesn't matter if it, it serves one person or it serves 20 million, 20 million people. That story is meant to be told to others to encourage them and to empower them. And you never know who your story will help. Bravo to that. Thank you, Miss Melinda. You're okay. welcome. So then going back, we just talked about the business and about the publishing. Has it, has it been a self, for a self-publisher like you? Mm-hmm. What did it add to your life and how? Oh, it's added so much. I, I, I can't even, I'll try to attempt to describe it. When, once you start writing, there's something that happens. It's, it's magical because you're seeing all these thoughts and ideas um, mm-hmm. go down on paper. And it opened up my world to meeting different people and having different experiences and then, of course, to, to a business as well. But writing is, is just a powerful experience that I would encourage anyone and everyone to try and to do because it's just magical seeing your soul and your spirit just appear on paper in the version of a story. Wow. That's, there's nothing to say to that. I just have to say, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because, you know, sometimes, because I have a few people I know that wants to do it so badly but because they, they think it doesn't make sense on paper or their mind is all overclouded or they're not sure mm-hmm. where to begin and there where you come in so just just hearing that again you know just um, reminded me that it doesn't matter who you are what walk of life you you walk through mm-hmm. we all have something to share and no yeah. matter who sometimes some one person will listen to that something it's going to help somebody and you'll be surprised in who it will help. And I, I, I'm a firm believer. Everyone has the ability to tell their own story. Who's going to tell your story better than you. Mm-hmm. So then, then, so then what state of mind was one B to feel worthy writing and putting a few books out there? Like what, what do you think? Like, okay, am I worthy enough? Do you think, or, or would you walk the person through every step or you just give them the tools and they're on their own to figure it out, to get worthy of writing and putting the books together? 
Well, that's where, that's where I come in. I, I kind of encourage and walk people through the process and uh, give advice and, uh, you know, basically encourage them to put their story down. But also, everyone has a unique way of telling a story. Like some people right. will tell a story through um, fiction novels and then some people through short stories. And, and I guess I've been able to tune in to what people um, need to do or, or how they want to tell their story. So that's where I kind of come in. I kind of coach and mentor people along the way and in the process of writing their book. Oh, wow. Okay. So whoever comes to you don't have to be scared or feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. or, or feel unworthy that another, they cannot publish a book or they cannot write a book because of the way they feel. Right. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, the first step is to is to write, to start writing, you know, get mm -hmm. a journal, start writing. And like I just said, everyone's story is important. Everyone's story can help somebody else. Okay, so I was just about to ask you, what are the few steps of preparing to get published? <laughs> what is the few steps we need to do? Well, the first step is to just simply get a journal and start writing and mm -hmm. to start thinking about what it is you want to say. I will give one advice that I give to have given to all my clients is the first thing you have to identify is what is the purpose of your book? What is the purpose of you telling your story? Right. And once you have identified the purpose, then you're going to, I mean, you're going to figure out along the way how, how you want to tell that story. But that's, that's the one tip that I will tell everyone when it comes to writing and, and other people will say different things, you know, but for me, I think the purpose is really important because the journey of writing is, is a long one to get right. the final, final draft. So identifying mm -hmm. the purpose keeps you going. It keeps you writing, you know, uh, for example, my youth novel that I wrote, it was really important to me that I told a story about growing up in Newfoundland and, you know, how it was as far as, um, you know, the welfare system there and just kind of uh, how to get out of that. And it was a message to young people that no matter what uh, they face or what they have to deal with in life that they can mm -hmm. get through it. So, right. you know, I identified the purpose. So once you identify the purpose, then the story is going to just flow from you. As you said, you, you talked about, um, wave Newfoundland, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And, um, so what, how was your, what, how were your, your childhood in Newfoundland? Was it hard being there that you had to write about a story or do you write about just to let other young people know that no matter where they are in their life, they can get out if they want to, or it's because you see the need to let people know how the system works? Well, the book that I wrote was called Desperate Freedom. And for myself, I wrote it for all young people that find themselves in situations where they're, they're losing hope or um, they need encouragement. And it was, a, it was based in Newfoundland, but the story is about hope and about following your dreams. And a young character in the book um, wanted to be a writer and a teacher. And uh, at the end, she goes through um, a difficult situation and then uh, decides that that's exactly what she's going to do. But I won't tell you all about the story. But... <laughs>
<laughs> oh my goodness yeah okay oh my goodness okay oh I, I don't know I'm just in awe just to know that because I as you said with the podcast for me going through what I've gone through as well and just meeting incredible mm-hmm. people like you and talking to you it just just give me hope you know it gave me a lot of hope so there's lots of things coming out there guys so just stay tuned and, you know, and, and please, She's doing phenomenal, Miss Melinda. So, uh, you know, it's just, just incredible. Just to, just listening to your stories and hearing you, how have you been through? But I'm just really happy. So then with that being said, what, what skill have you learned or strengthened you in the past year? What, what strengthened you to be so resilient and full of life and strength and joy and laughter when we met? So what, what, what giving you that extra boost? So first of all, I'm really humbled with all of these kind things that you're saying, and I and I really appreciate it. And um, you know, basically, I just try to try to be positive and optimistic all the time. I, I think I'm known for that. And even um, you know, through the most difficult times, I believe that there's always something beautiful um, in the world to think about something as simple as, you know, cooking a nice meal for, for your family. So I always focus on the positives in life rather than, than the negatives. And that's what I've done through this year as well, that instead of thinking about the negative, I thought about, you know, the time that we were given and um, the ability to, to follow through on another dream and also just, you know, appreciating having, um, you know, the people in our lives that, that we care about. So basically I just, I just always see the most, see the beauty in, in all things because life is, is, is a gift. It's an absolute gift. Amen. Yes, it is. And I can be mm-hmm. a testimony to that. It is. Mm-hmm. So you have to appreciate every single moment. Don't take Absolutely. things Don't make things so uptight that you can enjoy these little things in life. Just appreciate absolutely yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so for this year what legacy or impact would you like to leave in the world my legacy that i want to leave in the world is i mean there's there's two one one is the legacy of writing and and the love of books which i've tried to do through my company through writing and teaching young people the magic of, of words and, and writing as well. So that's a legacy because I, I, I believe that through books, you, you, you leave a message of, uh, forever. Mm-hmm. And also, I guess another part of the legacy is, is that I'm just hopeful and optimistic all the time, no matter what happens, and try to um, pass that on to others and to give them hope and encouragement as well. Wow, well said. And and you are doing a, a phenomenal job. Just the, the idea of you taking the time to speak to um to my Angela. And how did the, I'm to go back because I'm just just going mm-hmm. back into my mind before I continue on. How, how did it make you feel and how was she when you spoken to her? How did it make you feel? And and was she um was able to speak because you know she passed away a few weeks later or was she was a few it was a few months later. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, it was one of the best experiences that I've ever had. Um, she's a world-renowned writer and poet yes. Yes. and just this great 
great person, like individual, successful. Mm-hmm. And it, the way that she treated me is a, a reminder to me constantly. And I always go back into my head and think about it. Wow. She treated me so kindly and so gently. And wow. I always think to myself, here's a, this great writer in person mm-hmm. who, who, who I'm just a starting writer who's treating mm-hmm. me yeah. with, with such respect. And then others, you know, who, who aren't as great and aren't as well, well uh, known and renowned don't have that um, in them to do, do for others. But I also realize that's why she's great because right. she, she did, she does do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's very, or humble. did that. Mm-hmm. She's a very humble lady. I listened yeah. to her. I've seen her when I went to New York with my sister and it was just amazing. When you walk into the space, no one spoke. Everyone just sat there, you know, yeah. Yeah. And just like, wow, wow. Just like wow, I think it was in New York or in Montreal. I, I don't remember where she were when I when I saw her, but it's just incredible that no one spoke. She sat on the chair. Mm-hmm. And everyone was just listening, and no one wanted to speak to say anything. <laughs> it was just incredible. And so, that's how I felt in complete yeah, awe and yeah. and just just humbled. You know, she took the time to ask about my students and and you know I remember the last word she said is stay committed to to my purpose and things like that so I always um go back and remember that that mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. well I need to hear that podcast um I have to, I need to listen to that podcast I'm sick excited to listen to that podcast so I have to go online and check it out yeah mm-hmm Okay, so we have on, on this show, we have Recharge, Rebuild and Restore is the name of this podcast. Which of the three R's would you say is your season at this time? Recharge. I'm, I'm definitely in the recharge season. Uh, mm-hmm. Today I got a cancer free. Yes. Um, yes. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great news. I was waiting yes. and, I said, and I said, oh, I'm so excited. I was like, it was all praying, like, you know. <laughs> yeah i i I, awesome. I had that news today and i just it was it recharged me it it, it made me realize like the journeys that journey's almost done and yes. i yes. can you know continue on with my dreams some new goals yes. i have for another business and right. Right. um keep moving forward so definitely recharge Okay, so how are you dealing with with Ken's great news of being cancer free for over how many years now? It's three years and eight months, so I'm almost three. at the yeah at the five year mark. And to be honest, I have the same attitude I had throughout it, which is that no matter what it was, I was not going to give up, and that I was going to use my story somehow to empower anyone else that may be going through the journey. And please, and how, if you want to talk a little about it, how did you find out that you had cancer? And what kind of cancer did you have? Well, I actually found out because I, I, I use my gut instincts. And I guess anyone listening today, mm-hmm. if, you, if you hear this, um, you know, never, never not listen, like always listen to your gut instincts. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling well. And they went to the hospital and they did a CAT scan and they found, um, you know, that, that I had cancer. 
but there was like a story behind it. It's just trying to get someone to listen. Eventually, you know, I, I was lucky enough to a great doc, found a great doctor. And then the same thing happened when I had um, a partial um, mastectomy for pre-cancer, same type of thing. I was got instinct that was something was wrong. And I cannot say enough to, to anyone out there that if, if you feel something's wrong, then always listen to that inner voice because I believe that inner voice is God. Right. Yes. And he's telling you, and you have to pay attention to your bodies as well, because if you mm -hmm. don't, if you don't, then we're not paying attention to, as what you said, to, mm -hmm. to, to the gut feeling that you have. So yes. what changes did you make after you found out your cancer? What changes did you make to make yourself better in health-wise, mentally, emotionally, physically, what did you do? I think, you know, I'd always been so busy writing since about 2013. I hadn't stopped. What I did do, which was very difficult for me, is I put things on pause and rested and founded and found, um, you know, some, some calm and, and balance during that time. And mm -hmm. it, meant, it meant saying a really powerful word to some people, um, you know, because obviously we can have a business and everything. I, I began to say no, <laughs> a lot more, no, a lot more. And um, that is actually, it's funny as it sounds, that's probably a good business practice as well, because you can't say yes to everyone. You know, right. after a while, you're, you're kind of um, drained. You're drained. And mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. think that's one of the things that, that I did learn through cancer that, that, you know, the life that God gives you, it, it's, it's, it's yours and you do have to take care of it so that you can fulfill your dreams and you can fulfill your goals. Because mm -hmm. you say your body's a temple, right? And if you don't take care of this beautiful yes. temple, it's destroyed. Yes, yes. Right? Right? So nice. I think anyone listening, that's, you know, just advice I would give that you, that you do have to, to take care of yourself and love yourself in the process of, of helping others. Beautiful. Well said. Well said. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to know that you are in remission for over three years and how many months. And I pray you continue to do well, that you're so in health and you keep on your journey and able to encourage others and lift, build us up as we're trying to become more of our own selves. So, um, yeah, I, I, I wish this only, only, good, only good things to you. Only good things. Only good Thank things. you. Thank only you. So how can we find you and where can we find you? So if anyone is interested in uh, any of my workshops or programs, you can go to melindacochranauthor.com. You can use the contact form there. Uh, if you're interested in me speaking anywhere as well, you can use the same form and I will get right back to you. Awesome. That's great. Can't wait to, uh, for my community to, to, to get in contact with you. We are waiting. Thank you, Ross. Thank you. In the tree, our community, we ask of we. I'm asking you if you can give some encouraging words to us. If, if it's a powerful quote you can give, probably from Miss Maya Angelou, or a poem, or you can probably sing us a song because I know you can sing, right? <laughs> I cannot sing. <laughs> I will read a poem that I wrote uh, during this during this time during COVID. So okay. I will just uh, okay. I'll, 
I'll just find it. But yeah. I, I, first of all, I, I think the first message that I, I would give to everyone is to, you know, believe in your story and the significance of your story and be um, courageous and bold enough to share it and to tell it. That's the first message that I would give. And then the second uh, thing I will do is read a poem that I wrote. Awesome. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So the poem is called uh, Believe. And I wrote it just, you know, during the time that we were right. It was right at the beginning of of COVID and things like that. So I'm hoping that it will continue to encourage. I know we're, we're coming to like it's starting to end, let's hope, you know, and we're starting to see the light, but I, I'm hoping that uh, this poem will encourage uh, people. So believe, they say the pandemic is causing us to dream more while asleep. People talking about the struggle for breath as we struggle to keep the faith. Mass graves being built, built they say find hope. Panic setting in some, anxiety turning into frustration, families waiting for the government checks to pass through. It's dark. It's so dark outside right now. Mm. We struggle to find our faith. Our parents hide away. We watch them on video and don't want them to go anywhere. Please don't go out. Then the quiet, the streets don't move, the trees bend, the birds fly overhead. The silence is steady and the world slows down to cope. Mm. And we struggle to find our faith. Someone wakes up early, opens the curtains and the light, the beautiful sunlight arrives just as the fear from those nighttime dreams take flight. And another person's fever stops and they breathe breathe confidently. Tears from an old woman's face in a nursing home disappear, disappear in the sound of her daughter's voice telling her, mom, you made it. And it rings out for the world to hear too. We will make it. We will breathe. Believe. Wow. Beautiful. Well done. and Well said. Thank you so much for sharing Thank your you. story with our community. I really appreciate you taking the time from your busy schedule and the monarchy that you are, taking time to talk with me on Thank my podcast. You. Thank you. I'm so humbled. And like I said before, just believe in yourself and believe in your dreams and tell your story. I will tell my story. This wonderful woman wants nothing more than to see other especially other women succeed and tell the story. The stars you are able to reach are not attainable alone. Often they are attainable because the way has already been paved for you in some way or from standing on the back of people who choose to be present and remain nameless behind your fame that wants to help you up. So never claim that you did it or can all by yourself. Some people are happy just seeing you shine. L-A-Y's. There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside my Angelo. You know, as I spoke to Melinda, I realized, as she said, everyone have a story. Everyone 
can write a story and everyone can tell a story. So go over there and be bold in your own self and tell your story. Write your story. Have a happy day, guys. Peace.